0: And i
1: To Coast and Floorboards to Shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone,
1: give us a call because we are here to help you with your home improvement project. You need to turn your house from house to home to castle, and maybe out of being a money pit? Well, we can help you with all that, but you gotta help yourself first by picking up the phone and calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Are you a do-it-yourselfer? We can help. We can make sure do-it-yourselfers don't become do-it-to-yourselfers, which can happen if you kind of don't know what you're doing or get into a spot that you can't get out of. Let us help extract you from that situation, get you back on the road to finishing that project successfully. No matter what it is, maybe you're tackling an energy-saving project this hour. Maybe you're adding some insulation. Maybe you're tackling some painting, some storage, some decor. Want to cut the those air conditioning bills—all great questions to ask us. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Coming up this hour, do you ever feel like you're a klutz in the kitchen? Well, apparently, you may not be alone. There are so many people that feel that way that every June, there is a Kitchen Klutzes of America Day. And while we can't help you be a better cook, we can give you some tips to keep your klutziness from turning into a true disaster.
2: That's right. You know, it's actually the perfect time of year to abandon your kitchen and turn to your backyard grill. Instead, we can call it Outdoor Kitchen Klutziness. (laughs) So we're going to share some important information so that you can prep your gas grill for its no doubt busy season.
1: Also ahead, if you do nothing but slap a coat of paint on your plain interior doors every few years, you're missing a real decorating opportunity. We're going to tell you about a way to add pizzazz without breaking the bank.
2: And one caller who gets on the air with us today is going to win a new product that makes carpet stain removal fast and easy. We're giving away $50 worth of Arm & Hammer dry carpet cleaners quick, dry, and effective spot cleaning solutions. They will have you back on your carpet in less than an hour. So give us a call at one 888 Pit for help with your home improvement dilemmas and your chance to win.
1: 888 Let's get right to the phones. Leslie, who's first?
2: Rebecca in Alabama, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? We have a
3: tree root that has grown into the foundation of our home. Um, did not realize it until we took the floor up and we've got the tree down, and the, the stump actually ground down, so obviously the the roots are still underneath the house. Um, we have a lot of problems with uh the room that that was damaged by the tree root where it came. It has a big hump in the middle of the room. We've kind of covered it with furniture. it's our media room used to be the garage of the house, but it was enclosed when we bought it. Um, we have a lot of problems when it rains, uh, water, uh, mud comes underneath the rug, um, and I was wondering if, if there is a way that we could somehow uh, patch the floor if we need to uh, get someone to jackhammer up the cement floor that's in here, because, again, it was the garage at one point, so it's uh, poured cement, um, or what we can do to you know kind of help the problem if we have to, Repour the entire section, if we could dig up just that one section and maybe patch it up or what?
1: Well, first of all, there's no reason you couldn't cut out that one section and report just that one section. Uh, In terms of the water issue, I suspect what's happening is the water is collecting somewhere outside of that area, and it's finding that the path of least resistance. So it's pushing down around your foundation under the floor and up into the garage. So you need to try to track down what that issue is. It's probably a drainage issue somewhere outside those walls, either with gutters or downspouts, or for some reason you're getting too much water that's collecting in that area. I would look to that as a source of the water. But in terms of the floor, you can jackhammer it up in just a section and uh, you know, cut down, of course, remove all those tree roots. Because here's the thing, now that the tree is dead, those roots will continue to rot away, and you don't want to have voids under that slab. Once the the slab is up, you want to dig out as much of those roots as you can, uh, and then you could put stone in there and repour that and and cover it all up. So those are the two things I would do. I would remove the area where the bulge is, remove the tree roots, repour it, but also look at the source of the water because uh, I think that what's happening is you've got a symptom there. The tree root is not causing the water to come in. It's just it's just following the path of least resistance and working its way in at that spot. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
2: Robert in Florida, you've got the money pit. I understand you've got a countertop question for us.
0: Mike, for micro countertops, are starting to come uh, unglued. And I'm trying to find out what a good glue would be to use to make sure that they are um, fully um, cemented back into place. Uh, It's not a large section. It goes like uh, about 8 to 12 inches at a time. Um, I do have some C-clamps that I can use to, um, to fasten them down.
1: As long as it's the countertop that's coming unglued and not you, Robert, we can help. <laughs> what you want to do is use contact cement. Now, the area that is separated with contact cement, what you want to do is try to, try to actually separate that area as much as you can because you're going to kind of work in there. So if you can peel up the loose area, maybe... Um, put a piece of wood in there or something as a spacer to really have some, some area in there, um, do that. And then what you're going to do is you're going to pick up some contact cement. And contact cement is available uh, as in either water-based or, or, uh, or solvent-based. The solvent base works a lot better. So a small container of contact cement, not rubber cement, by the way, contact cement specifically used for laminate. Uh, You brush it in there, and as the name implied, it dries on contact. So you keep it separated while it's drying, okay? And then once it's dried, which just takes, you know, 15, 20 minutes, then you will pull out your spacers and press that laminate back down in place, working from back to the front. And you can put a towel over it, or like even a rolling pin works good, and roll it down really, really good and really, really tight, and that'll hold it. But the contact cement's what you need. Any other type of adhesive that you use will will not work.
0: Okay, so nothing like um, maybe liquid nails or anything like that?
1: No. Um, You know, in a pinch for a tiny edge, yes. But if you have a separation like that, contact cement. That's what was done originally, and that's what will work. Just make sure you clean it, remove any debris that's in there, and, uh, you know, be generous with the cement. Don't make it lumpy, but get good coverage, okay?
0: Okay, great. Thanks a lot for your help.
1: You're welcome. Good luck with that project and thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
2: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. Now you can call in your home repair, or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1 888 Money Pit.
1: 888-666-3974. Up next, the number one cause of house fires is mistakes made in the kitchen. So, in honor of Kitchen Klutzes in America Day, we're going to give you some tips that could save your skin, your home, and even your life next. This
4: is Jeopardy. Uh, I'll take a wasteful of his money a 1,000. This phrase
5: for a house that keeps needing costly repairs is also the name of a home improvement radio show.
6: Alex. What is a money pit? Good. Money Pit. Money Pit. Finish wood-staining projects in just one day with new Flood One Coat Waterproofing Finish. Better yet, let us do it for you. If you win the take-it-easy sweepstakes, we will. No purchase necessary. See Flood.com for official rules and to enter
1: making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. If you do, one caller who gets on the air with us this hour is going to rest a little easier the next time somebody spills something on the carpet because we're giving away $50 worth of Arm & Hammer dry carpet cleaners. It's dry, so there are no sitting around and waiting for the carpet to dry before you can walk on it, and much cheaper than professional cleaning or even renting your own machine. It will have you back on your carpet in less than an hour. The number is one money pit Give us a call right now for your chance to win, and you can check out the prize at armandhammervac.com and learn more.
2: Angela in Washington, D.C. is on the line with a question about waterproofing her basement. Angela, first tell us what's been going on. I'm having problems in my
4: basement with water coming in in my garage, uh, not in the other part of my house, but it would have to rain really hard for the water to come in. So um, I have um, some mold and mildew downstairs in the corners, and I also have peeling of the paint um, And also I have a crack that goes across the wall about eight feet. And um, I was interviewing some companies to waterproof my basement, and they all wanted to drill my house down to the footer and I really don't want to do that. (laughs) For some reason, that doesn't sit well with me.
1: Yeah. Well, and you're wise to question that advice because uh, if you're talking to these so-called waterproofing companies, they're in the business to sell you very expensive repairs. And I just would venture a bet that it came with a fair degree of panic peddling about all the bad things that could happen to you if you didn't open up your checkbook for them. Is that correct?
4: Yeah. And I was, I had, you know, gave them money and I was going to do, it and they delayed it for about a day because they needed some more of the, you know, whatever they told me. And I was I went online, I was surfing the net and I came across your article and it said don't do it. And I called him right then and there. I said, I don't want to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, good, good. Well, we we saved you. And I'm very happy that you, that you found um, the articles that we have about uh, waterproofing your basement and how not to get ripped off. That's that's actually yeah. among the most popular content that we have on moneypit.com. We get tens of thousands of people that see that article um, every single month. And so let's talk about it, Angela. Um, if you read the story, you know that uh, we believe that most water problems that are consistent with rainfall, such as what you've described, have not. Yeah. Nothing to do with rising water table. And if you don't have a rising water table, there's no reason to dig out your basement and put in drains and pumps and all of that. What we need to do is get this in, in under control from the top down. So you need to kind of go through a checklist here. The first thing is to look at all of the drainage around your house. Start at the roof. How is the water being collected at the roof edge? Do we have gutters? Are the gutters clean? Are the gutters free-flowing? Are they big enough for the volume of roof surface that uh, that they're servicing? The downspouts, are they clean? Are they free-flowing? And very, very important, if I had to pick one thing out of everything, where is that downspout discharging? If you've got water in corners of the basement showing in, I bet you there's a spout above it that's leaking water there or backing up or clogged or something right above that area. We need to direct the water from the roof away from the house. Now, I know in D.C., uh, that could be a challenging area depending on how close your home is to the next house. Uh, Do you have a single family house or do you have a... Okay. So you have some room to move around in terms of this drainage? Can you get the water four to six feet from the foundation perimeter?
4: Yes, I could do that. Okay. So...
1: And I'm going to tell you how to prove this point to yourself very easily and inexpensively. Head out to a home center and buy some downspout material. It's very cheap, you know, probably 10 or $20 worth of downspout material. And just stick it on the end of the leaders and and, and run it out into your yard, uh, you know, six, eight feet, whatever lengths they come in. And just stop right there, okay? And this is a temporary thing. We're not going to leave it like this year-round. But what you will find if we move through a couple of rainfalls, that the volume of water and moisture and humidity that you're seeing in your basement will be dramatically different. Why? Because you move the water away. Now, once we've proven that point, how do we do this in a neat and orderly fashion? You've got options. You could run it underground through solid PVC, Pipe, if you can find a place to discharge that to daylight. We, We want it to come out somewhere low where the water will stream away. So if you have a low spot in your yard where you can do that, great. If you can take it out to a curb and put it into a storm sewer, even better. So that's a way to make it completely hidden. If not, then you know maybe you tighten up those spouts and try to landscape around them so we hide the extensions. But they've got to get out there at least four to six feet because those first few feet around the house are critical. If they get wet, your basement is going to flood because that's the backfill zone. Soil there is more porous than in other areas of the house. It's where the house was dug up to build the foundation. So the gutters are are critical. Second to that is grading. You know, if the soil around your house is very flat, then once the water lands, it has nowhere to go but in. So you want to add clean fill dirt, not topsoil, but clean fill dirt and tamp it to slope away from the walls. You want a slope of about six inches over four feet. And then once that slope is established, then and only then do you put some mulch or topsoil and grass seed to control erosion. But you don't build it up with topsoil. Why? Because topsoil is very organic. And because it's organic, it's going to hold water. And that's not what we're trying to do here. So grading and gutters uh, are the two major things to address. And of all of those, downspouts are most, most important. Does that make sense?
4: Sounds great. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Leslie.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Good luck with that project. And thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
2: Well, are you a disaster in the kitchen? Well, we can't turn you into a gourmet, but we can give you the tips on avoiding the number one kitchen-related injury and safety hazard, which is burns. Now, for you self-proclaimed kitchen klutzes out there, we want to make sure that you turn the handles on your pots and pans inward so that you don't knock something off and burn yourself accidentally. You also want to make sure that your potholders are dry because wet potholders are going to transfer the heat straight to your hands. Also, don't wear long sleeves and loose clothing And if you've got long hair, tie it back. Hair, and especially hair products, are extremely flammable.
1: Also, never drop food into boiling water. Place it in gently. And the same, of course, goes for grease. Clean your exhaust hood and your duct over your stove several times a year. And keep a fire extinguisher in your kitchen. But make sure you keep it at least 10 feet from your stove. And also make sure it's on the side of your stove closest to the nearest kitchen exit, even if that means keeping it in another room. You also want to check to make sure that you're using the right type of extinguisher. The best kind is an ABC extinguisher because that covers it all. It's good for all sorts of fires, whether they be from grease, from electrical sources, or from wood or paper. If you want more safety tips for your house and your kitchen, head on over to moneypit.com and simply search kitchen safety.
2: All right, now we have got Daniel in California on the line who needs some help with the travertine floor. When did you put it down, Daniel?
7: Oh, I guess it's been uh, about a week now.
2: Okay. And there's nothing on it?
7: Well, um n- no.
2: <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> well,
7: well, okay, there was nothing on it, but yeah, I actually I put I put a I put a sealer um on it uh just like like Sunday after it had uh, been installed like four days.
1: Okay. And did your installer give you a sealer to use, suggest a sealer to use?
7: No, my installer didn't.
1: You didn't. So where did you, what sealer did you select? How did you find it?
7: Um, I got it at the the home improvement store.
1: Okay. And so it sounds like you did the right things. Uh, You know, it's a beautiful floor. It's uh, a little bit absorbent. uh, So you are going to need to seal it from time to time. But what's your question?
7: Well, my question is, well, one, after I've, I put the sealer on, then I you know I did some reading and I found out that there's some that are better. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's probably ranked, like, the third, and I like the best. Is there a problem okay. with, like, buying the better one and putting it on top of it? or?
2: Uh,
1: yeah, potentially. I would save that for the next trip. See, this is already soaked into your floor.
2: And, and travertine and so, is so porous. I mean, yeah. the first thing you put on it, like, that's in there.
1: Just drinks mm-hmm. it right up. So I would wait until the next time it's, uh, till it's time to to apply this again and, and choose a different product that time. But I would definitely not put a, you know, a, a second coat on top of this with a different product because you're, you don't know what kind of chemical reaction you're going to, you're going to create there.
2: How are they going to react to one another? Yep. It, it could be bad news.
7: Not worth it. I just enjoy the floor. Okay. Great. Um, can I ask you like a little follow up question? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, also I was reading what they were saying that, um, mats with rubber um, bottoms are bad for is that true well it's not bad for marble
2: it's
1: bad for vinyl
2: yeah if you have a vinyl floor and you put down like a kitchen mat or a bath mat and you know it doesn't move and it stays in its spot the the backing on the mat has some sort of weird chemical reaction with the floor and causes a discoloration i mean we get calls a lot for people being like i've got this weird stain that's the same as my bath mat how can i get it out
1: yeah right because it oxidizes the rubber against the vinyl. But I don't know that there's a problem putting that against marble. I've never heard that.
2: Yeah, no, I've never heard that.
7: Okay, great, Dan. Thanks a lot, guys.
1: You're welcome, Daniel. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Tell you what, he's uh, treating it at the right time. There's never, mm-hmm. never a better time to treat it than when it's brand new.
2: Right at the beginning. Because if, if you wait and it gets even slightly dirty, you may never be able to get that stain out. And then you're going to seal in that stain. So it's like, just do it right away.
1: Good luck with that project, and thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT.
2: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Did you know that most people have about 20 doors in their home? You probably never notice them. That's because it's a major decorating opportunity that's completely being missed. We'll tell you how to make the most of it just ahead.
6: The Money Pit is brought to you by Behr Premium Exterior Weatherproofing Wood Stains and Finishes, formulated to restore, beautify, and protect decks, fences, and siding year-round. Behr is available exclusively at The Home Depot, where you can visit the new exterior wood care center, built to help you find the right products and colors for your project. For more information, visit BEHR.com.
1: Where home solutions live, welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: And you probably close and open your bedroom or bathroom doors without a second thought, but a seemingly simple door can create interest, drama, and even add a personal touch to your home if you've got the right door with the right design.
2: That's right, and you know there are endless styles and options to your interior doors, including graphic designs, text, and even custom carvings. And they are much more affordable than you might think. So, here to tell us more is John Monfor of Geldwin Windows and Doors. Welcome, John. Now, most people have almost twenty doors in their house, and you say they are missing a major opportunity to really make a decor difference.
5: That's absolutely correct. Uh, You know, most people think of paint and flooring. Uh, when trying to make a, an improvement. But one thing that's always going to be there are those doors. And uh, it's a great way to, to change the look of every room in somebody's house.
1: Now, a door is, is something that is perceived as being very complicated to change. It's not like picking up a paintbrush and adding a new color. You guys, I read, have a system that makes this fairly simple in terms of the measurement and the and the delivery of the door, correct?
5: That's correct. Uh, homes will, will settle over time. Uh, the average house in, in America is Uh, you know, from the 1970s, really. And so over time, houses settle. And so those openings will move. Um, And so we have a a system that allows us to take the the current measurement of those door frames. Um, And what that does is it tells our CNC routers back at our door plane exactly where to cut um, and prep that door so that when we come back in, it's just a simple installation of taking the old door off and putting the new door on.
1: Very cool. So it sounds like it's a lot like replacement windows where each one is custom made for the opening that it has to go into.
5: That's it. Every opening is unique, and so every door coming into that opening is unique.
2: And what about the hinges? I mean, the hinge placement and installation is usually the hardest part. Is my door coming ready to go with the hinges on?
5: Absolutely. Because, C- correct, that is the part where people spend time, you know, having to chisel out and make sure that those match up. But when we're in there measuring, uh, you know, we call out the, what, what size of hinge it is, what radius it has, and where it's located on that door frame. Uh, along with the strike uh, for where the hand, the handle set goes. So, again, our CNC router knows exactly where to go to prep that door. So when we show up uh, to install it, we're just taking the old one off, putting the new one on with new hinges, new hardware, um, and just putting it right back in that opening, and uh, it fits.
2: Now, how do you even go about starting to think about custom designs? I had read that you all did a project with the Ronald McDonald House, and really made the interior doors beautiful by adding some custom heart-shaped designs. Now, that seems truly unique and beautiful for that project, but as an average homeowner, where would I even think about getting that specific imagery or something unusual for myself?
5: Well, you can always start at Joe1.com. We have a lot of uh, uh, images and and things to look at, but the nice thing about uh, our custom carved doors is if you can dream it up, uh, we really can, can design that into the door. Um, and so even the heart design was, was one that um, was given to us and, and we just executed it. Um, but really looking at any um, interior design or, or um, you can get inspiration from a lot of different places uh, and we were able to execute on that. But com we do have over a hundred designs that are packaged up for, for somebody to choose um, uh, to help guide them in the process. Talking to John
1: Monfort, he's a product manager for Geldwin, about how to add interior doors to your house that really can give you a lift in terms of your design uh, and your decor. So, uh, John, you mentioned that uh, just simply with an image, your equipment can create uh, a custom carving. So what are some other carvings that you may have done or that folks might be thinking about doing aside from the hard example you gave us with the Ronald McDonald House?
5: Well, for, for some designs, if somebody really wants that custom look and that custom, what we call our custom carved door, uh, we do everything for, from uh, children's names, you know, if they want to put their name on it, uh, little Emma, little Joshua, we, we, you know, we have, we've done butterflies, soccer balls, um, we've done uh, different corporate logos, uh, really, um, if somebody wants uh, something specific, uh, we're able to program that into our CNC router and, and have that, uh, carve that into, uh, into the door.
1: Can you carve in, keep this room clean
2: for
5: my teenagers? <laughs> we, can, we can, but there's no guarantee on that.
2: And does that take a tremendous amount of time to add this custom feature? I mean, every time I start thinking about custom anything for design clients of mine, I'm looking at, you know, months and months.
5: Correct. Well, well and there, there's two different things. I mean, for for both processes, one, for that door just to fit in the opening, it's very simple, and, and, and uh, we've made the process easy for that. Also, if somebody wants to have a design into that door that's specific, we also have a way to submit that to our plants, get approval, and have that done. And so we're, we're, we're very efficient at doing that. Um, so it, it doesn't take long at all. It's definitely not a month, month-to-month process.
2: And I imagine changing the color or, you know, even a fresh coat of paint on a new door really changes the look. How can we bring that in?
5: Well, it does make a dramatic difference. Uh, for us, really, a customer can bring in, tell us the, the manufacturer's name and code, and we're able to match that color Uh, for that door. And so it, it really just makes a dramatic difference in somebody's house. And the process is simple.
2: Boy, that makes life easy.
5: It does. Nobody wants to paint the door themselves. Let us do it for you.
1: Well, it sounds like a very cool system. John Monfort, product manager for Geldwin, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. You really gave us a lot of good ideas on an area that we can improve in our homes that I think many folks think they're just stuck with, and that is your interior doors. If you'd like to learn more about Geldwin and their Perfect Fit program, you can visit their website at geld wencom That's J-E-L-D-W-E-N. ncom dot com or call them at 800-877-9482. John Monfort, thanks so much for being a part of our show.
5: Thank you very much.
2: Well, does the mere mention of summer have you chomping at the bit to get in your backyard and fire up a new gas grill? Sounds great, but it could be a disaster waiting to happen if you don't prep that dormant grill first. We're going to tell you how after this.
0: You live in a body pit.
6: wood staining projects in just one day with new flood one coat waterproofing finish better yet let us do it for you if you win the take it easy sweepstakes we will no purchase necessary see flood.com for official rules and to enter
1: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number here is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Now, one caller who gets on the air with us today is going to win a new product that makes carpet stain removal fast and easy. We're giving away $50 worth of Arm & Hammer dry carpet cleaners. So give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT for your chance to win. Glenn in Missouri is on the line dealing with an issue with a door and a dog. So let's find out what's going on. Hey, Glenn.
0: Well, a visiting dog attending some people that came to my house, chewed off the corner of my treadle. I'm sorry if I don't have all the right nomenclature here, but this (laughs) door is a solid wood uh, three-foot door. Wow. And uh, it's uh, my front door. And uh, okay. there's a storm door that was up and down on the front of it there. It was flat and screwed against the frame, and it's one of those pre-hung door-like assembly things.
8: Right, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And I'm trying to figure out what to do to get that kind of wedgy piece of wood out of there because I can't remember anything about how it was attached to the vertical parts of the box that went around the door. You know, and I don't want to tear up and just go in the basement and pound it out of there uh I might tear up the other edges, you know.
1: I, I think that dog really wanted to get out of your house.
0: <laughs> no, he was trying to come in. Like. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Uh, maybe to get some food. Hi, hey, listen, I got one word for you. Bondo. Bondo works really well. It's an auto body filler. There's also a version that's a wood filler. And you can pack any area that's been dug out by this dog. Or
2: even, like, build it out.
1: Yep, you can over-apply it, you can build it up, and then you sand it down so it blends in with everything else, and you paint, and you're done.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, that's a simple solution. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: it, and next time, don't invite don't invite the dog back. Tell your friend you can come, and he's to bring, leave the dog at home.
0: Yeah, well, this is a long time ago. I built this <laughs> out in about 64, and... We nailed it together, stick by stick. Never built anything else. I had a lot of yeah. trouble getting a construction loan. Of course, not no more knowledgeable than I was. But anyhow, you saw my problem, and I thank you very much.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, summer is a season for sizzling steaks for sure. But before you do that, you need to make sure your guest grill is good to go.
2: That's right. Now, if your grill isn't new, you're going to need to give it a good cleaning. So scrape off any charred food debris with a wire grill brush. Then go ahead and change out any of your old or burnt lava rocks. And also make sure that you clean the Venturi. That's the tubes that run from the gas or the propane from the tank to the burners. And this is a place that spiders just love to hang out and build webs and any kind of blockage could cause a gas backup, which could potentially lead to an explosion. So you got to take care of it. If you want some more information on grill prep and safety, go to moneypit.com.
1: 888 is our phone number. Pick up the phone and call us with your home improvement question.
2: John in Massachusetts is on the line and needs some help finding a good licensed contractor. Good question, John. How can we help?
8: I, I own a home uh, in New Bedford, and uh, the original part of the house was—it used to be back in 1940. It was a one-room candy store, and they put additions onto it. And the one-room part of the house that was original, 1925, when they built it, uh, it was the sills are rotted. Not because of termites, because I just had it checked out. There's no active termite damage at all. It's because water was getting in on the bad side of the house, on the on the weather side. And uh, and I found that out right after I bought the home. But I never got around to fixing the sills. I temporarily, uh, you know, uh, repaired it temporarily until I can get a contractor that's licensed. Because in the past, I've worked with contractors. I've gotten contractors that said they were licensed, and they're not. They just lie. They get it on their card, and they're not even licensed
1: well, I think you can you can confirm all that with the local licensing authorities, but
8: yeah, yeah, I know that now, but you know uh yeah, it was a really hard way to go with a few of the contractors I've dealt with in the past, you know, they take a down payment and they wouldn't show up for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I have to call them, and you know.
1: So things are a little bit easier today because of the advent of uh, the Internet, frankly. Uh, The fact is that there's a lot of places where you can research and uh, see contractors and and check out their reviews and find one that's good. You know, one of the websites uh, that was one of the first ones is Angie's List.
8: Yep, I called them. Uh,
1: You know, they've, they've done well with that site. They've expanded to other areas. Uh, including medical, but as far as contractors are concerned, that was one of their first uh, groups that they uh, had on the site, and there are lots and lots of reviews from people like yourself that have had positive and not so positive experiences with contractors so I mean finding uh, one that way to kind of get started I think is a good idea. at least you can come up with a list of folks that have had you know some uh, bit of experience and then from there, as you bring them into your house. You know, look, if it's something like sill repair, there's not a lot of material expenditure with that. So they shouldn't be looking for a, uh, for a big down payment. You should be, you know, maybe a, a progress payment along the way. But let's face it, there's not a lot of lumber expense when you're just replacing sills.
8: It wasn't, it wasn't so much in the past of getting ripped up. It was, I had to chase them because they take the money from my job and they would go and do one day here then they go to another yeah. job. And well, then, you want know to make sure I mean? that and the it, money
1: that it, they get from your job is based on them finishing your job. All right, so I hope that helps you out. I would start with Angie's list and go from there. John, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, on air and online, 24-7 at moneypit.com. Well, it's almost that time of year for most of us when we've got the AC cranking 24-7. But if you plan to cool around the clock as those temperatures rise, you want to take time now to make sure your system is running efficiently. We'll have tips to help you do just that next.
2: You live in a Money
6: Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, your trusted name in quality hand tools. To learn more about their complete line of quality tools and everything for your toolbox, visit stanleytools.com.
1: Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
6: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
2: Hey, you guys. You know, we take a lot of questions here from people with wet basements. And if you happen to be one of those unlucky homeowners trying to dry out your basement or crawl space, head on over to our website, moneypit.com, and then search how to dry out your basement. And you're going to find everything that you need to know on how to avoid future damage, how to prevent mold growth, how to stop that water from getting there in the first place, ton of information online. Believe me, you're not alone and we're here to help. And while you're there, you can post a question. And I've got one from Alex who posted in the community section from Florida. I have a four-year-old central air conditioning system. It works well except for the front room of my house. It's always about five degrees hotter. Any idea why and how can I fix this?
1: It's very difficult sometimes to get the temperature to be even, Stephen, across. Um, every single room in your house. It really has a lot to do with airflow as well as what the load is on that particular room. So for example, if that room's on the south side of the house or maybe an area that gets afternoon sun and, and that's when it's always hot, um, it may be very difficult to get it to be as cool as everywhere else. There are a couple of things you can do though. First of all, if the room is closed off by any kind of a doorway between it and the return duct. You want to make sure that that doorway is undercut at least two inches to give the air a place to go back. Um, If the return duct is inside the room, you might want to consider adding an additional return duct to that area or checking at least to make sure that there are no obstructions in the return duct that's presenting the conditioned air from getting back to the system. Because air conditioning systems work by basically heating the air over and over again And if a duct is restricted or blocked, then that might not happen. Now, a very simple way to do that and make sure that the return duct is working is to take a tissue and hold it over the return duct while the system is on. If the tissue is pulled into the return duct, then you know you have a pretty decent airflow. And lastly, check to see if it's cooling properly. If you take a refrigerator thermometer and measure the supply air and the return air, you should have about a 12 to 20 degree difference. If you don't, you might just need to have the system
2: serviced. And yeah. Alex, you know you really need to get this working correctly. Otherwise, you're going to be spending a ton of money on those energy dollars. So take care of it today.
1: Well, it's picnic time, so don't let the inevitable stains that accompany outdoor eating ruin your fun. Leslie's got some quick fixes for those stains in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word.
2: That's right. You know, picnics are a great summer tradition, but eating outdoors, it can be messy. Here are some stain removal tips for the most common picnic stains, which, come on, we're all going to get them on our pants. You know, everybody likes to wear white pants and shorts and light-colored things in the summer and food on a paper plate while you're eating outside will inevitably end up on your lap. So if it's barbecue sauce, you want to flush with cold water from the underside of the fabric. Make sure you turn it inside out or go underneath, whatever you have to do. And you want to blot with liquid laundry detergent, then sponge the stain with vinegar, apply a stain treatment, and then go ahead and wash. Same steps you need to take for ketchup or mustard. If it's a berry stain, mix up a tablespoon of white vinegar with a half. teaspoon of liquid laundry detergent with a quart of water and let that fabric soak for 15 minutes and wash if you've got super tough stains go ahead and blot it with alcohol if you need some more ideas or maybe you've eaten something we haven't discussed head on over and google money pit picnic stains because we've got a ton of ideas there that will help you get all of those picnic stains gone for good
1: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Coming up next week on the program, you can add beautiful color to your garden without planting a single new flower. We're talking about creating a butterfly garden. We'll tell you how to do just that on the next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Remember, you can do it
2: yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.
3: we